Hello everybody. Thank you all for joining us in this conversation hosted by the Citizen. Today's topic of discussion is art through politics, and on the panel we have with us four visual artists and illustrators. First off, we have Rahi Puneesh Loka. Rahi creates anti-caste art and discourse under the moniker Artedkar. He recently had his solo exhibition at the Method Gallery, Bandra. We also have with us Soham Sen, a cartoonist working with the print and a stage maker and former theatre practitioner from Calcutta. Then we have Sangeeta Alwar, who lives and practices in Bangalore and Mysore. She is a self-taught artist and illustrator by night and a professor of English by day. Finally, we have with us Alia, a visual artist and illustrator based in Delhi. A point to suggest that you know uh, the. uh the fact that people like illustrators and artists and you know um, like uh, artists from uh, bahujan communities tend to be uh classified as political artists fundamentally because uh, there is such a such a enormous void within indian art history uh, vis-a-vis the the complexity of our everyday life the complexity of like you know like several aspects of our being that anything that happens any sort of like you know news uh, any sort of news or any kind of like you know discursive uh, movement that occurs tends to push us toward the political you know like so for example whenever i uh make something which is uh, related to uh, some some event that occurs currently uh it is uh, obviously primarily focused on uh, dalit bahujan uh, issues but uh, what occurs is that you know like the movements of uh, excellence and the you know like movements that are just like about our day to day life like the movements about our food our culture our like art itself and so on and so forth is barely ever covered and you know like the the sort of uh, the steam gathering occurs only when there has been a uh, crisis vis-a-vis like a uh, like an enormously oppress- oppressive act or a kind of uh, hate crime and so on and so forth so like you know that sort of forces uh, a lot of bahujan artists including me to respond to react rather like you no know, like so in an ideal scenario we would not be working uh, just a second there's a, a plane passing by so let us pause for a second yeah sure yeah uh, so yeah so um, you know on, in an ideal scenario this would not be the modus operandi for a lot of us i mean uh, sidhesh for example bakery pra like who you may know as bakery prasad has also said something similar uh shrujan gatha like uh, shrujana sridhar like also say something similar uh, this uh, big fat bau who is also a dalit artist like say something similar you know like so we would actually want to create a discourse which is far more holistic which you know uh, speaks of our everyday life in its entirety in its entire complexity rather than primarily focus on what is happening in this like day to day so uh, and because uh, like you know what what Uh, public sphere sees as discourse about us is based within the political ups like uprooting of our rights political uprooting of our dignities it is because like the the structure has been oriented in such a way therefore we are forced to you know like interact necessarily with these events these uh, things which uh, 
which subsequently makes us into quote unquote political artists so that's my primary that's my primary um, output and uh, regarding my aesthetic uh, i i actually you know come from a very different uh, sort of background i'm actually like you know like when i started my practice i was an experimental filmmaker and i uh, used to make films which uh, particular like which documented a particular zeitgeist which was one uh, film reels like the film reel sort of like uh started to go out of fashion and uh, digital media uh, started to become a big thing like so you know for example i think in 2013 kodak shut its uh, factory uh, and uh, kodak was the primary uh, producer of uh, film reels you know like films in the previous era used to be uh, entirely sure, like shot and distributed uh, on uh, film on reels right so uh, kodak shut its uh, what do you say shut its factory and uh, this sort of like you know like quest toward digital cinema packages and you know uh, digit like wire transfer of uh, web transfer of films directly to uh, the multiplexes and so on and so forth started so at that point you know like i uh, started off by making experimental films about this uh, this movement particularly so you know like i made a lot of films and like lot of visual art which dealt with uh, noise and glitches and uh what we are missing by uh, pushing out the like what we are going to feel nostalgic about when we are uh, discontinuing f- uh, film as a medium and uh, we obviously like see the ripples of that moment now visa we are digital uh, visa we are like uh, you know several instagram filters and all you know we sort of like try to recreate this sort of uh, look with nostalgia you know like we have so many filters which uh, are about this uh, vhs look which are about this analog look from uh, this early era you know so like so it was like this is this was the kind of uh, region this was the kind of domain in which i used to uh, primarily make my experimental films and uh, like due to this sort of uh, you know interest in the experimental the liminal the uh, abstract i sort of you know like picked that up as a uh, as a common unifying strand for all of my art and when i uh, started creating uh, ambedkarite slash anti caste art uh, like i mean that that was what i intended to practice and uh, yeah so the obvious go to like when i do that is to uh, draw from the blue and white flag that the ambedkarite movement has so like yeah so i just like picked up the this very very basic conceptual arc from there and uh, collided that with what was my existing practice so yeah so that's that's what it is yeah right right thank you so much uh, sonam can you hear us now maybe yeah i can hear you guys but so is that am i audible i think there's still uh, i'm sorry but i think there's still a little trouble with your network yeah, it's a problem in my ear man uh, right do you want to maybe uh, go after someone else all right um sangeeta coming to you your art is a mix of a lot of things some are caricatures some are interpretations of mythology recently you have also articulated some scenes from your daily life through art while some of your work might come across as overtly political others may not 
So what do you think is the aim of your art and what is it that you're trying to convey through your work? Yeah, um, thank you for having me in the session and for asking me such an interesting question right off the bat. Um, I hope my voice is coming in clear. Yes, you're good. Awesome. So I really don't believe that there's one singular purpose that I'm working to achieve while I'm making art. Um, I'm treating art and Instagram uh, more like a personal journal, let's say. So, which is why you see a lot of uh, uh, un-aesthetic, <laughs> you know, posts on my um, platform. I don't have a particular color that I work with. There are, there are issues that, you know, that cause outrage. Um, and therefore, the art is made in extreme hurry. And like, I just need to get it out because... I uh, I need to put ink to my anger, let's say. Um, but um, I don't I don't think I'll ever be able to go to uh, a space where I can make one particular kind of art. I think it it's also because uh, what I'm trying to achieve through putting my art out is, let's say, more. Um. Uh, sorry, give me a second. I'm just looking for the right word. It's more personal and subjective. Right. So people relate to it. That's great. I'm very happy. But I also want to take care that I don't de-platform the people that I'm, um, you know, talking about or the people or the issues that I'm uh, trying to uh, highlight. So, um, for example, the during the farmer's protest, I chose to not put out too much art on my public profile while I worked behind the scenes with NGOs and, uh, you know, protesters themselves to help give them art that they could, you know, post later or print as posters. And that's happened to the CAA protests as well. Um, so I don't believe that to me, art is something that I constantly need to keep putting out to keep the public eye on it uh, because I don't think I have that platform yet on Instagram. So if something, you know, ticks me off and it's something that is very close to my heart and I feel like I have something to add to this conversation, that's when I make art and put it out. Otherwise, it's a lot of random scribbles as you, can see, as you see on my Instagram. <laughs> right. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, and Alia, you also make art that covers a range of things. There is some commentary on daily mundane things. There's also commentary on news events, mental health, etc. So when you're drawing for an audience, what enables you to decide what you want to make and where does that inspiration come from? Um, thanks for the question. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. Okay. Um, so I think I also treat it sort of as a journal uh, in the sense I don't share much of the illustration I do for work on the platform of Instagram. And I do draw from uh, a range of either events that are happening or it's usually very rooted in an emotional state. Um, so if I could share, I read somewhere, I'm sorry, I don't recall the source, uh, but someone talking about 
how the heart needs to metabolize pain and if i don't focus on pain alone uh, for me the process of making and putting it out is often a metabolic process like it helps me to make sense of the world and of myself and of uh, the communities that i am part of or sharing right does that answer your question yes definitely thank you so much thank you so i'm coming back to you yeah i'm sort of still stuck in the same position i just hope that i can i think if you go ahead we can all try really hard to listen to you but we would love to hear you so would you like me to repeat the question uh sure 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 yeah so i was just wondering as a cartoonist that works for a news publication how do the news stories that you are trying to portray impact your art and how is it different from being an independent artist uh well so nowadays i'm referred to as an independent artist i mean uh, i don't know if that is an artist or an editorial person i don't becomes an editorial artist uh independence makes a whole new facade it's uh, so it just doesn't stay out for art sake anymore the, 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 the just for the sake of its aesthetic uh appearance it just doesn't cross as a message so when i make art for news it's mostly it's packaged as a piece of information and at that point i have to be very careful on who i'm catering to i mean there's a collective sentiment that's going to receive the artwork whereas uh like it's been centuries since there are a lot of great minds have put artists like the mind mind it like imitative form of reality so that is what i Usually intend to capture because as Rahi said, like you need to set a discourse wherever wherever it's happening, and especially in a fast-moving news cycle in today's day, we need to set a discourse. And on my end, I believe that my duty is not to educate; it's more of to inform and set a premise for a discourse. So definitely, it's. very different when i am making art uh, as an individual and when i am making it for the print uh, a lot of editorial choices have to be made and there are a lot of places where i am not probably the best person to deliver the content that i am uh, handling over with but again there comes a lot of research after that and then uh, to be very careful about the very fine line between humor and offense because you don't really get to uh, experience the line experience the divide once you are on the side is being offended or the side with offending somebody with the humor and that usually comes with a lot of experience personal experience when you produce something and you get to know and you learn about it and unlearn things and then you move on 
appreciated uh, uh, editorially. So, so, editorial freedom, or I mean, editorial freedom is a different ball game, but because when you are drawing or making art for a news publication, at least you have to start as a community. And the ideas or your opinions start to make any to make any impact drawing lines. So creative freedom uh, is curtailed, yeah, to some extent. But then again, it comes to the purpose. So as an editorial artist, I keep the purpose of packaging ahead of my individual creativity. Uh, so that is one compromise that you have to make when you're working for an editorial brand or maybe a publishing house. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, Rahid, coming to you again, you identify yourself as an Ambedkar, right, an anti-caste artist. I would like to know how inclusive of an environment social media is to openly talk about your identity and work as an anti-caste artist. Uh, uh, I think that uh, I sort of uh, began like explicitly making anti-caste art at a juncture when there was already a sort of uh, base and like there were already a bunch of, uh, um, shall I say, pioneering artists as well as like, you know, like uh, social media personnel who had like sort of set the stage. So uh, from speaking to people like, uh, obviously like the Lipmunder and, you know, like the uh, the news beat like the like the, the the channel the news beat and you know like even artists like uh, Siddesh Gautam or Priyanka Paul uh, they sort of have uh, so they sort of started much earlier than me I mean my page is only a year and a half old so they sort of started uh, much early and like they were the ones who began speaking of uh, uh, Ambedkarite discourse in a broad to a broader public like uh, within social media for the first time so they have witnessed the the sort of like you know like vitriolic hate that uh, is often directed but uh, by the time i sort of uh, came to the scene there was an adequate sort of base of uh, uh, ambedkarites as well as you know like anti caste uh, liberals who were willing to engage within the discourse so uh, i have thankfully been re relatively um uh, insulated from uh, the kind of like you know reactionary hate that uh, or uh, uh, reactionary hate that uh, sustainedly one tends to get i mean obviously like there would like some day or the other like some you know hindutvadi page would share some of my posts and then there would be all these trolls and like who'd show up and like you know like make comments uh, like like bombard like some posts with comments but like that that that's obviously a uh, consequence of existing in uh, the ecosystem that we exist in today but uh, beyond that yeah i don't really uh, i mean i have largely uh, seen a constructive positive sort of uh, environment because uh, there have been uh, several artists as well as uh, uh, ambedkarites who have ensured that that occurs uh, yeah 
right thank you uh and then sangeeta unlike many others on the panel your instagram feed is also a mix of your personal life as well as your art so do you think it's important for an artist to be visible on a platform like instagram and share their personal life and does it have an impact on how you are perceived as an artist i think so yes um so do i think it's important for an artist to talk about uh, their personal life i don't know um so i didn't start out the page as an art page it just started out as a personal page and then it became an art page because i started indulging more in art but i do think it affects how the public views you because uh, a lot of hate that has been directed to me even under my political post has been um let's say directed towards how i look uh because i don't fit into your typical criteria of being thin and you know tall or pretty or whatever so um when a couple of my posts were targeted by uh, you know it's uh, you know it's been put in a group and they've been asked to come comment on your post because it just keeps coming this and one second you log out of instagram and you log back in and you see that there is like 25 people saying you are infringing my right to freedom of religion whatever it's just a copy paste job and and it later develops into something that's very vitriolic and then i've been told oh my god you look like a pig who would ever want you and all of that so there are positives and negatives of being existing as a person <laughs> and not just as an art page on instagram the problem is unless you have already developed a great reach on the platform you can't really um hope to reach a lot of people if you don't put your face out because that's what instagram is moving towards it wants more videos it wants more you know more of your face but yeah you leave yourself open to a lot of hate um not just directed towards what you make art about but also towards who you are what you look what your likes are what your dislikes are and all of that but i think i've been able to handle such um issues so far because it's not extended beyond the platform like i've not had people um follow me at least not from the app <laughs> you know you, you exist as a woman in india you're bound to be uh followed i know i'm saying it like it's something normal but it's horrible but yeah um as an artist i don't see myself existing solely as an artist on any platform because i i always feel like i need to have some something of myself because most of the art i make also stems from something deeply personal so i hope that answers your question yes of course thank you yeah. uh and so i'm coming back to you uh you have to make art in a constantly changing news cycle do you feel it's possible to always make art that resonates with you while you're trying to follow this new cycle or does it hinder your creativity uh well uh when i walk into my office and take out my pencil i'm more of a craftsman than an artist so obviously the new cycle as fast as it is in today's day like uh, if you're 5 minutes late the news doesn't stay news it stay news so uh more than it affects me uh 
more than a cerebral effect on me ideating on something or probably uh, imagining something to be incorporated in a mix of reality and events that are happening with probably some comic timing or something like that. I have to be really, really, uh, the, the, the total focus is on the timeline as a deadline because if you, cartoons, so cartoons, news cartoons don't really have uh, a shelf life until and unless it's a, like a really, really great cartoon. And we're not even, uh, it's not, not the idea, it's like every time I'm not even thriving for the best cartoon. In the next hour I'm going to produce my best cartoon of century and it's going to stay. Uh, stick to my identity for the next 10 years. So that is never the, never the idea. So whenever I'm sketching my lines or drawing anything that has to do something with the news or the news cycle or any, any event that is happening around me and people should be aware of, the idea of delivering it is to be as fast as possible. And in the process, I do feel like, okay, uh, probably the left eye is not as big as the right one, or maybe I sort of screwed up the nose, I could have made the hands better, I could have made, it, made, made the person look more like the real person. Those compromises have to be made at that point. Otherwise, you know, uh, the some rule is to be before time. So that's pretty much about the news. Right. Uh, and then, Alia, as an independent artist, on the contrary, do you think there are certain barriers when you're putting your art, your art out there? Is there a form of self-censorship that comes while you're making your art? Hmm. I haven't really felt uh, constrained because, as you pointed out, I'm just doing it as a personal sort of practice. Uh, so I don't have organizational requirements and such. Uh, but I do feel um, I have developed a sort of sense of responsibility just to the people who are following me uh, to not amplify uh, despair and hatred. I'm talking about when I'm specifically posting uh, like explicitly political things, uh, but even outside of that, uh, I feel like vulnerability and lightness and playfulness is not given. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes, go ahead. <gasps> oh, God, I'm so sorry. Ooh, oh, God, okay. As I was saying, yeah, um, so things like lightness and playfulness and vulnerability are not necessarily part of uh, the mainstream narratives when they're being churned out and when it's already kind of saturated with um, despair and violence. So to that extent, even if I may be feeling despair or, or violent anger or... Um, sort of isolating emotions I I may draw for that for myself but I don't share those right right 
Uh, and then just to add to that, Soham, I would like to know from you, what does censorship look like for an editorial cartoonist in terms of policy and, you know, institutional pressures? Uh, yes. Uh, the idea of censorship is no window of discussion, but editorially speaking, uh, I so I don't really endorse the terms that we use in the newsroom. Like the content has to be dumbed down, or it has to be. Idiot proof. So that is the kind of terms that are used in the newsroom. So whenever we pitch our ideas and or probably we ideate on something or we deliver some some scratch draft that has to go for a round of editing. So ideas uh, can't really be edited. An edited idea to me is an is as good as a rejected idea. So uh, what comes next is to make sure that the packaging or the ideation of your packaging falls in place with the content that you're dissimulating, the use of the information that you're dissimulating. For example, a lot of times, uh, today's day, I won't be, I won't be taking names, but there are a lot of famous cartoonists out there who churn up like what five cartoons a day, six cartoons a day, ten cartoons a day, and, and those are the big really, go really viral on social media, maybe Twitter, Instagram, all the world. Uh, but a lot of times, what I see is what all of us see is in order to uh, voice an opinion or maybe a stance on an event. A lot of times we touch upon things that are totally unrelated to them, or maybe, or even if they're related. For, uh, for example, uh, recently there was news about uh, uh, Muslim bangers that are in Indoor. He was beaten up by a mob. He was, he was probably, or, or allegedly, his uh, religious and, uh, and then there was this one cartoon which went viral on Twitter which had the Justice Lady wearing bangles. Now this came from a very famous cartoonist of our times and I was really disappointed with such an uh, such approach to it because that is what we have to build ourselves to believe that uh, when I'm calling myself an interview cartoonist, it, uh, it, it just makes my work a bit more serious when you have to, you can't really get anything wrong with a single line. We have to make sure that we are not endorsing any age-old uh, institutionalized missionaries of patriarchy or, or there are not no individuals where we are uh, uh, crossing any line to show something else that is more important. And so these choices 
have to be made individually. Otherwise, if uh, like at, the, at the end of the day, it's a content that is for mass consumption, and it's not for a particular community or to or to fuel a particular discussion or any uh, or, or to critique any particular point of view. It's for the mass, and it's mostly information packaged with art. Where art just becomes a machinery of disseminating information. So uh, censorship uh, is like a necessary evil. Uh, my job, uh, which is what we have to make peaceful, because you know, uh, I as an artist, if I can call myself so, I'd like to believe that I, I'm not. I'm not starting up any unnecessary discourse when I'm talking about something. So, yeah, probably that is, can be said a downside or also can be said the upside that whenever I'm picking up my pen, I'm 100% more aware of what I'm putting on the paper. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, and Rahi, on your Instagram, you also often put out text and points of discourse alongside your art. I would like to know what is the reason behind that and can that discourse be conveyed through your art or does that medium has its limitations? Um, actually, like, you know, like I am also simultaneously a writer and uh, my ultimate goal of uh, you know setting up the page and setting myself up as this like sort of artist slash writer is to invariably you know gain as much like relevance so to speak i mean like uh, so so in that sense i am like when i'm doing the written text of, of course like i mean like it is also it is much more topical to that sense actually like you know like to uh, circle back to a question like question that you would asked before like uh, like since i uh, kind of uh,